Welcome to the Backwards Infect at Twitter and Gmail under that same name. I have just one question for you. How soon is now? In my life situation, in my normal route on my day-to-day activity, there's a church on the route. And it's it has one of those signs that people change over like every week or every two weeks. And it always kind of somebody whoever's doing that sign has some some kind of self-awareness. You know, like sometimes people do those signs good, like they have little thoughtful stuff. Like the last one that was on there was uh, make a U-turn for Jesus. But if you understand the intersection, it makes sense because you actually have to make a U-turn to get into this church. I'm sure it's a mess on Sunday mornings. I drive by this place today, and this sign says, Rooted for Jesus, session starting this Sunday. And I drove by it multiple times. Every time I drive by, I'm just like, I can't believe this church and this sign is talking about Rooted for Jesus at this particular time in my life. (laughs) what what is the meaning that you take out of that well i know you're having some root breakthrough um i think a lot of like our progression seems to kind of like bounce back and forth off each other i think we're becoming more and more aware of like how this might work not necessarily long term but just moving forward and uh i mean i know we've talked a lot about a root but i know you've had some root breakthroughs and it seems right at that moment. Uh, normally, yeah, like you don't see, yeah, you don't see churches talk about. I mean, obviously, the, the sign's not talking about like chakra root, I, so it has nothing to do with that, I'm sure. But it's just a funny way that the words sync up, and it it's on time with. I mean, because I see this place like at least like five times a day, and every time I drive by, I'm like, it's it's like calling me. It's like rooted for Jesus. New session starting this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff. I guess that leads into. I mean, just me personally, just to share, like I've we pretty much figured out if 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 you wanted a, a roadmap that the Gnostic teachings is the best way to do that, and even if your your jam is Christ, I mean that ties into it. It's not. Um, it's not a play against that, but my whole life I've been like, you know, I hated school. I wanted to learn things on my own. I was always like a rebel internally just cause I wanted to learn things and, and on my own. And when you talk about the spiritual path that like, I mean, there's scripture everywhere. Like a man needs no teacher, um, it's just everywhere blaringly that if you wanted to experience the path, however, you do need some guidance and some mentorship to bounce things off of. So I'm not opposed to that at all. What I find myself opposed to on this path is the regimented, you know, A, B, and C, almost like you're going to school. And for me, that like turns into kind of like, the quote unquote born again Christian then starts studying the Bible. And then when you do that and then confusion and, and things start taking place and you kind of take all the power away. 
So the roadmap, even if it's crystal clear, like this is it, if you were to study it and learn it and then do it, I think it takes away a lot of the experience of the whole man need no teacher. But like we said today, some of the experiences I'll share that I've had, I am going to go and watch some chakra videos that are very intriguing to me for validation, which is exactly what I think it's used for. And on the spiritual awakening path, the Bible can be used for validation too. Um, We've heard Eckhart Tolle talk about, you know, he stumbled on a Bible after awakening and he used it for validation. It's like, oh, I, I know this Jesus guy. Like he's speaking my lingo. Right. The higher consciousness that um, you bounce things off of or you validate on your path. For me, as far as like the Kundalini rising, it hasn't been yet for you. And I did want to talk about the grounding force that I am and what I did for 20 years because I think I specifically did something. I mean, I, I, I do too concentrated on my hand as far as my awareness, Mm -hmm. not really just for a lack of understanding about the chakras. My hand was like the grounding force. And I think that does something when you do it over a long period of time, because it, it gets so warm. And so this is like grounding. So it's, it's not a, a bad thing that I did for so many years, but, but as we kind of merged into this kind of spiritual path that we have taken, it opened my eyes up to chakras, but then I got into it and I was like, well, I'm not the guy who learned my way there. I've never done that. I've wanted to experience things for myself and then share those experiences and then come back and validate them the way that the spiritual, and that's my thing. You know, someone else may find, the Gnostic ABC, you know, I'm not saying everyone's wired like me or would want to do that, but just wanted to share how I've seen the evolution of my spiritual path over the last three weeks. And one thing I've, I started to focus on my root, being aware that there's something that could rise. You call it Kundalini, call it whatever you want to call it. And I just kind of did that as though I'd done my hand over the years. I've understood like there are certain principles there that with that sexual energy in the root area, that if you put your awareness on it, it's like putting a magnifying glass on a leaf with the sun behind it. So it's like vaporizing energy and from everything that we've seen or heard from the mentors in our life is that there is a vaporate uh, a vaporizing of that denser sexual energy and it goes backwards up your chakras opening them up and out the top of your head and one of the pieces to your liberation which i'm totally on board with and I'm experimenting with, um, but yeah, I don't know if you had anything to say before I share my story. Yeah, I think it's, I think there's a lot of, uh, 
Because, I mean, there's nothing else to call it. You have to call it sexual energy. That's what it is. But I think as soon as you like, you even mention the word sexual, it creates a linguistic uh, boundary for people. There's a lot of ways people think about sexuality. Um, we're talking about the root. So, I mean, it's a very private area of the body. Um, it's... Um, it's associated with a lot. I mean, that's where we wear clothes. I mean, we always keep this area covered. Um, it's very, very sensitive to all types of environmental stimuli. Um, but I, what I wanted to try to mention about the root is I think that there are instances where people can relate and, and you don't have to relate to it, um, spiritually so obviously everybody knows the sexual nature of the sexual energy but i also think that there's something that most people can relate to with the root that has nothing to do with sexuality and there's there's something that happens there now and i can i can give you an example um one of the ones that i experience personally was related to a memory now we all have memories and luke's been talking uh, a lot about retrospection recently retrospection is is the meditative practice of using the awareness to go back either in the day or in the life or whatever the timeline is and do it with awareness and with consciousness but before you awaken before what would happen is a memory just comes up. You're in the car, you're driving somewhere, a memory just comes up. And I have this one re recurring memory and it's from my late childhood. And I had a skateboard and I bombed this hill, Hiawassee in Florida, bombed it. So I just, I start going down this hill. I'm way out of control, way out of control. I get the wobbles. It actually smooths back out and I get the wobbles again. So, but that event, something within that event had all kinds of impressions like vibrations, fear, emotion, speed, anger with like other cars. I mean, so there's all this stuff packed in and here I am 30 years later and that memory will come up and it gets super uncomfortable for me. So much so, so uncomfortable in the body that I will actually double over. I'll actually like have to bend at the waist. And what am I doing when I'm bending at the weight? What am I doing? I'm bending at the waist and I'm clenching my root. I'm trying to pull the root out of the third eye. I'm trying to sever that connection. Because the memory's pulling so hard, it's literally pulling on the root. But it, that's happening unconsciously. I think there's other examples. If I was also, when I was younger, I was into like UFC fights and boxing matches. And anytime you see something violent and horrific, like you cross, you cross, you guard your root. You, you guard it because it's going off. It's flexing so hard. But whatever the trigger is for people, and I'm sure that changes from person to person, 
My only point being, I don't think you need to be a spiritual master to understand that the root has some kind of generation of experience coming into the body. And and you don't need to be a spiritual master to understand that. No, I mean, the biggest uh, piece of advice or information I ever um, got was if, if, if you look at your body and you look at that area as the nuclear power plant of your body, start to understand how energy works. And if you take that all the way back to the big bang and you talk about the universe and you talk about the omnificent God that's in all things capable, uh, you capable, me capable, anyone else capable, you have the same kind of nuclear power plant in your body. And that's key for me because I know when I sit down to meditate and I have my awareness on my roots, something supernatural is taking place. And, you know, we talk about the Kundalini. Yeah. I was doing this. Was it, it was yesterday. And we've talked about doing the Kegels to kind of like send energy back. And this is all why the awareness is, is on your root. But just behind, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like the urethra area. You can open that up subtly, and it was a point where I felt like a pin, like just a little pin poking at me. And you know, I kept my awareness on it. Um, that didn't startle me at all. I just noticed that there could be some pressure there that was poking, going backwards. So I just kept playing around with, with, you know, doing small little Kegels, but just very minutely opening a doorway. And what happened yesterday was it felt like a ball of energy started to go backwards. And it was, it came up to like the top of my butt bone. I guess that area right above the root is the sacral. So from my perspective, it, it goes up to the sacral, but it's moving slowly, right? So during this time, I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be the bullet moment and this is going to hurt. So I, I wasn't in like some kind of full panic mode, but fear was definitely upon me because, you know, uh, my mind was starting to race and I was like, just calm down. It's okay. I think I've started the process of something, but this is what you've been asking for. So you, right. you, you need to ride this out. And um, so it gets to my sacral, which is, like I said, the, the best place I can describe internally is like at the top of your butt bone. You know, it's definitely below the solar plexus, but, um, you know, pr pretty close to the root. It gets there and I know it's like stopping. Like, but then I notice, like, okay, how am I going to get it through the sacral? Like, and if you're really intuitive to your awareness in your body, you know, you can like kind of move things with it, especially when you're talking about energy. 
So you can push back on that. And the one thing I noticed is like, well, this thing is not going back to my root. Like even like push on it, bam, comes right back and sits on the sacral. Push on it. This is all in my awareness. Come back. And then, and then after I do that, I'm like, oh, I think I'm building up pressure. So you're like doing it to make, make it pop through the sacral. So today, the whole time, like in my root, I can't feel anything anymore. No pain. It's like nothing is there. But in my sacral, it just feels like um, something's there. Like it just feels like something's there. And I have my awareness on it right now. And trying to paint the picture of what it's as though. I'm trying to give the the best example. Like if you have something that, that can't get through something like, you know, like an embryo or something that's trying to bust through, you know, like a hard film or something or, um, nothing's popping in my head, but you can tell like there's going to be a moment when it busts through the sacral. You can tell. I, I, it's, it's a pressure thing. It's a matter of time. I'm really excited to go back and look at those videos on the root and sacral and just do some validation. Uh, make sure I'm not totally crazy, but what it was like you were saying yesterday, what when things happen and i the fear was so large, I was like, Whoa, like this fear is so high. Love something happening in my body. Like it was right. high and that, that it was it was interesting. I mean, I I don't think it takes anything but the power of our awareness. And you can take all you know, breathing happens naturally when you know, you take a deep breath and you hold it, your body will tell you when that needs to happen. So when it comes for like specific instructions, I've always been the guy that wanted to like experience it for myself. Um, but I think it's nothing more than your awareness and meditative state doing that. Yeah. I, in your case, I certainly agree. Um, I do wonder what, like what you were saying before, like to what degree have you honed your awareness? Because I mean, I've seen it and I, I mean, in terms of like what you did with your hand, it it's just concentrating the awareness for such a long period of time is making a more laser focused awareness. But what's interesting to me is, I mean, we've kind of came a little bit to this conclusion a while ago, but I mean, ever since um, I can remember in our adult lives, like you've really kind of had this obsession with red and yellow. And I, I know you, you heighten that awareness to such a degree and I know it works really well for you. So that, that's the only thing that, um, I think people might have to like really kind of understand awareness before it works like to the degree it's working for you. But I, I think that you've been stuck on the red and yellow. I mean, I think the universe has been trying to tell you how to bring the awareness up, come through the red to the yellow. I mean, it's it's such a mechanical 
And be, because when you say you're stuck on the colors red and yellow, or what you're saying is I'm having meaning and synchronicity when I see red and yellow. I mean, it's not like you're just obsessed with the color for no reason. It's doing something inside you. Like your heart is opening up to seeing the color pattern. But I think it's been trying to guide you because your awareness got honed so tremendously. And it's just been trying to say, like, send it up through the red and yellow, son. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been exciting because my... Like I said, my, my discipline is different. Um, I want to sit down to tap into energy and that's basically my focus and, um, couple that with the mind's eye, knowing where the energy comes from. That's where the profound things started to be seen. Um, there's all from that energy. I mean, I, I've never been conscious and had, um, another dimension view on uh the three red ribbons for example like that will i'll i'll never forget that the mind will never be able to come back and take that from me so it's just the clearest symbol i've ever seen in my life um and the validation i got from the gnostic teachings and so i'm i change things up just a little bit not crazy but most of the time, it's always ground yourself, mind's eye. You're working that energy up here. What's changed in me is, and this is when I got the validation, was when I started to apply the root frequency in mind's eye. It's a three. Mm -hmm. And in silence, frequency is freaking amazing. It's unbelievable. Like the power went out the other night and I... I was like, this is an opportunity to go lay down in like silence. And I went into my room and, you know, in the summertime, your air conditioner's on, so there's noise. Power goes out. It's like you're in a soundproof room. And it was like exciting just to be in that kind of silence. And the frequency changes constantly when your awareness is on it constantly yeah. but that's in the universe laws of how matter is created that's all tied in together so i think the biggest problem is people not understanding the laws or or me for 20 something years i'm uh, just not understanding the same principles that created this place are inside you Right. And you can access those same laws that make things happen. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Well said. But yeah, I mean, it was um, uh, just, it's, it's always been somewhat of a chore for me to meditate and you know it sounds kind of weird to say that but it's always been about mental health and you know not you know not slipping into like craziness or what, whatever it may be 
Like it's always been about that, like grounding. So it's always been like, I, I gotta get myself straight. You know what I mean? Like I gotta yeah. do it's changed. I've become, not, I've become reactionary that ne this needs to stop. Yeah. I've become reactionary. So I must've not, you know, I need to go meditate. So it's always, but that's reactionary meditation too. Like, right. oh, I just reacted. Let me react again and go meditate. <laughs> uh, which there, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for the knowledge I've gotten over the last 25 years. I'm it's 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 just different now. There's been a little bit of shift where I, like I said, when the power went out, I it came to me that it was an opportunity. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then laying down in silence is um, knowing that there's a nuclear power plant in your body and your root. And then there's frequency that you can have your awareness on. And then couple that with the mind's eye, lay there and relax. I mean, that curtain could be pulled at any freaking moment. We have no idea any moment that curtain can be pulled. Can you talk more about uh, the frequency? It's, I'm hungry for the silence that you keep talking about. I feel like I can't quite find it, but it, it seems like, uh, like I've been doing more daily meditation. It's very weird because in terms of like cycle, um, daily meditation, meaning just like in like midday. So like on my lunch break, I'll just go ahead and, and take uh, that time and sit and be quiet. But the crickets are really, really, powerful right now yeah. in the environment and as as i sit and i'm i'm quiet it what happens um in my experience is you start to listen and it's like oh the crickets are changing frequency in the in the environment but it does after some time begin to get weird like i can't tell if the crickets are changing frequency or if i am does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what, so what is the silence like less of a distraction? So, you know, like the frequency change is coming like deeper within. So the only way I know how to describe it, and this is going to sound weird, but when the power went out and it's really silent, it's loud. Yeah. It's loud. A loud silence, yeah. No, I I don't know how it's it's uh, so there's a pitch yeah. that is unbelievably loud if you're aware of sound in a silent room. I'm yeah. talking about silent silent there's a pitch that's extremely loud. Yeah. And that pitch you know, changes. It's like you're meditating and you have your energy or your awareness on your root, your awareness on sound frequency, that frequency will change multiple times as you're meditating and it's loud. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think that does make sense. I've had the pleasure of like walking into one of those soundproof rooms and it's, it's very intense. Like it's not what you think. Like it, it, it seals behind you and it's like, what is that? It, it, just like you say, it's like loud. But you're saying, like, what is the change in frequency that's happening? Different pitch. Different pitch. Pitches change constantly in a silent room for me when I'm meditating and my awareness is on it. 
Is it always going up? No, not not necessarily. necessarily. Yeah. Some are I mean, some that... are different than others. I mean, um, not necessarily up, not necessarily the, down. But are the crickets you think like mimicking that process? Yes, I think that could be because we're all one. Yeah. I mean, that's why the yeah. birds can fly together, right? Like, and they, no one knows how they do it. Like they take a turn ninety degrees to the left, and they all take the same turn, right? We're right. all connected to that same energy. I mean, humans are the boneheads, <laughs> right? Right. Well, the <laughs> in a nutshell. I mean, honestly, <laughs> look at like the we haven't figured out what, when to like leave because the disaster is coming, but it, I mean, the animals know it, right. They're connected to that. So they have no, I, you know, like a cow is, as uh programmed to eat grass and die, but it's, it's also unified with the oneness. So if it, it would know instinctively when danger was coming, as opposed to a human, a human could know that, but we have this like the uh, ego thing that blocks that whole energy source. I would say, that crickets absolutely mimic that they're like in tune with the frequency they are the frequency yeah and so that's kind of what you're hearing out of the silence it's it's very similar to like what's going on when you hear the crickets it's just like when i'm on lunch break today like the crickets it was it was really kind of interesting because real long pitch changes but then it, it it gets weird where like i can't tell if it's actually happening or if it's happening internally but i think you're kind of talking about the same thing but yeah there's as soon as as soon as you apply those three things like you said there is something i mean i got a little bit of validation today i'm like if i could have spent more time on it i think it it felt like I was going good is what I'm trying to say. But it was, again, just applying the process you're talking about. Not worry too much about anything. Just letting the eyes be on the back of the eyelids. Monitoring the mind's eye. Keeping the awareness on the root. And then at the same time, awareness on the auditory frequency, which in this case was very crickety. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, crickets, like, something that came to mind when you were talking is they play the song, but humans, like, have the ability to write the song. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you're meditating, like, they're just a part of it. Like, it's like a program. They, They play the song, but humans have, like, this ability to be co creators. Right. Like, multi dimensional, like, understanding how matter forms from energy and frequency and how all that works. Um, I can't necessarily put it on paper for you, but I mean, if you start to apply those things and then, you know, the other dimensions is it's, it's, I know it's probably bizarre to, you know, a lot of people that might be missing, uh, listening, but again, it's completely experiential and, you know, I have conversations with people and, um, I never, that's part of the reason why learning, you know, 
learning in that way. I, I want to share things that I personal personally experience. And I think that's why this podcast is so good. Cause that, I, I, I don't ever want anyone to believe in Kane or Luke Sarter. Like just want to share these higher consciousness experiences that develop if you want to see them. And it's a beautiful thing when you talk about it that way. Cause it's, 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 it's not that whole belief dogma thing that everybody gets wrapped up in. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, you think it's, I mean, just because it's new and I, I know, I, I think we're kind of, uh, in an area. I mean, we've, we have a little bit of validation from some resources, but I don't think we're, neither one of us are paying too much attention to that at this particular time. And so with this meditative technique, it seems like the awareness is split in three. Do you think there's something significant about like the three? I mean, I know you had three red ribbons and I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind, but then you also have like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. That was mentioned by that bot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That with the three red ribbons, right. Tying that to energy frequency vibration. Yeah. And so the, it's a holy trinity. You just you just hit the nail on the head. It's a holy yeah. trinity of energy. That's another thing that gets trapped in dogma. Like the holy trinity has to do with energy. Yeah. Yeah. What what it's is It's not an idol. It's it's an energy. Right. I'm not saying it, that to you. I'm just making the point. No, I, yeah, that's the problem with me is I always try to conceptualize it as much as I possibly can. And sometimes it doesn't work that way, but I mean, do you, is the frequency doing something in terms of like the vaporization? So the, the awareness on the root I get, that's what, that's causing the nuclear reaction. Um, the awareness on the mind's eye, I understand that's the door that's opening. But what I conceptually don't understand is the awareness on the frequency. Is yeah, that I'm, vaporizing I mean, the energy, you think? Uh, I mean, I know we're speculating. It could be. I have to do some research uh, as far as like the creation of the universe and science. Uh, but frequency is one of the three. And, you know, I can, I can do some over the next week and, and try to pinpoint well, I'm just applying it as you know, the laws of the science that um, they've figured out that frequency had to do with something that same law applies to you inside your body. It, what it actually does during that process. And is, I don't know is if, there... if science has some kind of explanation on what frequency does. I know that um, the relativity of it is in your body. I just would have to do some research on frequency because frequency was a major role in like, you know, the big bang and how matter was formed. Um, 
Well, Nikola Tesla, I mean, yes. Um, if you to understand the secrets of the universe, you need to understand energy, frequency, and vibration. But that that's um that's what I'm wondering. Like, is frequency always is like is there other ways people are getting awareness of frequency that's not uh, that's not auditory? That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. We're just we're just using that one sense to tie ourselves into the frequency. Out of the five senses, we're using that one to tie ourselves in. Because yes. for whatever reason, I mean, to to do the three, like it, it, there's something mechanically that it works very easy. Like we're talking about the awareness split three ways, but it doesn't even feel split when you're doing it. So you know how when a bird or a crow calls you and you're like, man, it feels like that crow is calling me. Yeah. So the frequency that, like we just said, the crow plays the song, like he's tied into the frequency of the creation of the universe. So he instinctively knows what the chirp. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have a mind of his own. He's a part of the universe. Right. So your frequency is receiving, but you're all the same thing. So that message is directed at you and it is very personal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, I'm, yeah. (laughs) No, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's, um, yeah, that would also be frequency. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's a lot of my synchronicity can wake you up. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Frequency. A lot of my synchronicity is auditory. I mean, uh, a, I'm, it could be close to all of it is when like the ones that are, are, are hitting me as very meaningful. They're all auditory. So like songs and um, I guess I can't say that because I saw rooted in Christ. So that does happen with your eyes, but it seems like more more auditory stuff is is uh, causing the synchronicity and so with that understanding you would say that oh the synchronicity is called caused by the vibr- uh by the frequency yeah doesn't have to be yeah do you have um a, a quiet place in your house is the basement pretty quiet? It's really not. It's really oh, not. Um, it, it, I feel I feel like I can hear everybody walking around. Up, yeah. and, and when I go outside, it's great. I feel like I'm going back and forth with everybody. But it's definitely not silence. It's definitely not. Um, it doesn't feel quiet. Um, yeah. Um, I mean. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of it going so quiet, it seems loud. Yeah, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. Now add the root in your mind's Mm -hmm. eye, you know, sitting for an hour. Mm -hmm. You can go into the timeless. Mm -hmm. What could pop up? It literally is stuff that's, uh, you know, just out of the blue. I mean, I, I can't really explain it. 
Um, I do need to do some more research on frequency just to see, cause there's some, some laws that apply there, but I'm not prepared this evening. So I did start a new book. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you have something to say? No. What's the book? I just kind of went in, uh, different direction. Um, I was going to make a joke. It's like about baseball. No, it's not. <laughs> no, there's. Um, I pulled it up here so I could say it correctly. Uh, the Custodians by Dolores Cannon. And then I'm on book one. There's book two, The Convoluted Universe, uh, book one by Dolores Cannon. First one you're supposed to read is The Custodians. And it brought up some interesting questions that I've always had, but I've never... I've always been on the fence with them. I mean, it's kind of like psychedelics, you know, um, but just doing it naturally obviously is, is, is the road that I've chose, um, which is fine. But this is a woman who um, started to do research and it just took her on this path where she wasn't necessarily uh, I don't think a spiritual guru or on that path, but she wrote these books on what it, uh, where this path took her. And this is going to get kind of bizarre as far as how I'm talking, but um, hypnosis as far as uh, hypnotizing people to go into subconscious. So me and you playing around the astral plane right now, not aware, not conscious, you know, us going tomorrow and say, Hey, I, I want to know what kind of experiences I'm having on a deeper level. And someone hypnotizes you and you, you basically tell the story. They use it on alien abductions. And she wrote this book on the custodians because she was hypnotizing people and going into the subconscious. Because if, if, a lot of, some people have remembered, but just say like the astral body and higher dimensions want to study or whatever it may be nine times out of 10, you're not going to remember, but through hypnosis, tap into the subconscious and you can tell the story. And she's got countless people that she, um, hypnotizes to go into their subconscious and she like describes them describes the kind of work they're doing it's all based on oneness i mean there's nothing crazy here i mean the book's called the custodians so it's all in love and um but yeah i found it interesting because i've never never really thought that like being hypnotized and going the subconscious would be helpful and is that like almost the same thing as psychedelics is that like Harmful, helpful. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, my my intuition is harmful. Um, I mean, I it's certain in, in terms of like a book. It, it for somebody who's very materialistic and skeptical. I mean, it could maybe open the door to just um, get a little taste of like, oh, there's more going on than I understand. Yeah, but I don't but think they remember. Yeah. Even when they're hypnotized, like if they go to sleep, like she writes it down, 
I don't even think when they wake up from that hypnosis therapy that they, so it's like psychedelics, but yeah, but they would at least get like the transcript or the video of what just happened. Yes. And and, and, I think that's how it it works. Yeah. And and so now they at least know that some kind of secondary operation is happening that they're not aware of. Correct. And that's, that's a big step. That's that's a big step. I mean, I there's definitely a lot of people rooted in materialism and skepticism that don't even put any uh, stock in that at all. Think that they are totally aware of of what they are and who they are at all times. So to have somebody at least become aware on that level could possibly be enough to get the ball rolling. But in terms of, um, is there anything significant there that you're going to learn about yourself to, you know, awaken? It doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem like a, like a route to spiritual mysticism or anything. Some of the stories are very interesting and I don't know why I chose this book, but, it just popped up as a suggested one. And I thought maybe it's a little bit more of a gray area just to not go hardcore with spirituality, but just take it from a different angle. And the one thing I realized with all of them is like, they're being visited by what you would call aliens. The aliens have, just like we would say, like they only have an interest in like progressing the consciousness of humans. Like there is no alien invasion. There is no, um, which from the stories is often studied, like wanting to, you know, engage the human race. Um, and knowing that that's not possible right now because, of our state of consciousness. Um, But it's very interesting to hear the stories when you go into the subconscious, because I feel like I have a very good grasp of the people that have what you would call alien abductions and they come back and they tell their story and everyone thinks they're crazy. Because there's different levels of the astral body, and you've heard the guy that talked about the real astral body to where it's like he even said it's more human than your body right now. Like it's it's more real than this body. Right. So if you happen to have recollection of that abduction, and well, me twenty years ago, if I had no idea about astral levels, planes, dimensions. I would have had a story if I have full memory of it, right? I would have had a true story where everyone thought I was off my rocker. Right. And but, but because that astral body is so real, <clears throat> I think it's mistaken. I didn't tell you about one of the things I saw in my mind's eye while practicing this some of these new techniques. Um, I saw myself on a bed, me 
on a bed in my mind's eye. I think this happened before the three red ribbons, maybe a couple of days before. And over the bed, holy shit. I'm just now realizing that light was right over my sacral. There's like a blue light right over here. Like what you would say my right under my belly button. And I'm looking at myself on a bed. And there's a blue light, like 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 something scanning my body. Yeah. Like something scanning yeah. my body. Not a light that you would see in uh, like a light bulb. Uh, but yeah, it was a very interesting experience. And to hear these people talk, it's like they're able to go into their subconscious and like in detail explain what's going on here. And I understand it's not for everyone, but. Um, I think it's I think it's really hard to tell like in terms like what's okay and what's not okay. I think I don't even think that I mean, in terms of like you and I, I don't even think we should spend any time worrying about it at this point. I mean, yeah, even if you it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, right. e- even if you look at like the full Buddhas, the full the full masters. I mean, if you take Jesus, Buddha, and then Krishna. These are all like 100% expressions of God. And that's what's so beautiful about it is they're all different. Jesus has nothing in common with Buddha in the way he did. Buddha was like a tax man. Jesus is like, I mean, full on compassionate. And then Krishna's dancing and playing the flute and stuff. I mean, they're all their expression of the divine is so different, but it just lets you realize that that's how it is. Everybody's expression of the divine is going to go exactly to their individual experience. That goes for like even you and me. Like, as much as I mean, we're br- like literal brothers having spiritual progression, and like your spiritual progression, and we love bouncing ideas off each other but it's like dang your your way is not necessarily my way and then you start to realize that there are no two ways that are the same so to start trying to like figure out like what's the right information and what's the wrong information when you're dealing with now another outside source expressing divinity in the way creatively that they want to you know what i mean yeah i mean Unless it's something that's like you said when you first started, where it's like obviously it's a, it's a place coming from love. I mean, that's the only thing you can go on. I mean, you can certainly, you know, turn on a horror movie or something and realize like, Jesus doesn't have anything to offer the consciousness. But I, I think ex, you know, being exploratory, like what you're talking about, and just trying to look at things from different angles, I think is, I think is good, especially for you and especially for me. But I think it's good in general. Yeah, I just I always feel funny when I start to talk about things that I see or like even alien abductions, abductions where I would have, you know, listened to my future self and thought I, I was crazy. But now I, right. I think I have a clear picture of what that is. Yeah, it's funny. I, I feel way more. I feel way more comfortable about it. it, it it's 
before it was very, very like intriguing. It was very, very uh, like mysterious. Um, it, it was such a mystery. Like I always wanted to know, but just, I mean, a very limited experience that I have now, I remember clearly like being in the presence of alien. And at the time I wasn't, that's not what I was thinking at the time. I was thinking I'm in the presence of consciousness, meaning there was no such thing as alien. It's just consciousness, consciousness in the presence of consciousness. I mean, I, I've said that out loud at some point. I'm like, oh, consciousness was here. Like I was using that discernment. This place had consciousness. Where I'm at, and, and you look back on it, and, and I use my 3D brain, it would have been also correct to say this place was alien or this place. But I don't even, I, I don't even think in those terms when I'm in that state. I don't think anything as alien. It's just consciousness and ignorance. So, like, I don't know where I heard this from. Just to go way out there. Like Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter, they uh, believe that there's a race of people on a very high spiritual level that inhabit jupiter yeah and i would have thought that was completely crazy but i there i've always just like alien abduct abductions when the government talks about them or they try to figure it out they have a three-dimensional conversation and everybody knows well everybody doesn't know that but it's impossible to take a aircraft based on three-dimensional laws and be able to travel to earth so you wouldn't see them they'd be in a different dimension which the speed of light would not apply it would not be the same laws so i would have thought that scenario was crazy about jupiter but i almost wholeheartedly believe that there's a community on jupiter in a higher dimension even if i right. could see them I know it exists. Right. Well, it's a, that's the, that's the revelation. I mean, Eckhart Tolle says this a lot too. It's like, there's, there's just consciousness. Like it doesn't matter what you're looking at or where you go or where you are. There's just consciousness and consciousness. It is directional. Like there, it, it wants to gain awareness or it's stuck and can't see past its ignorance. So with that understanding that everything is consciousness, I mean, the sun itself would then be conscious. And then, I mean, you can go back in human history, there's all this interaction with the sun. I mean, some of the first concepts of what God is, is humans interacting with the sun. And I think, you know, if you look at it materialistically or you look at it in the 3D, you're you're always saying to yourself, well, the sun is the constant that rises every day. So, of course, they would start relating that to their process of life. And I mean, in terms of materialistically, that's correct. But there could be a deeper understanding where there actually is communication and consciousness coming from the sun. 
that people are receiving in a higher dimension of consciousness. And the, the reason that not everybody is receiving from the sun is because the sun, I'm sure, is on a different frequency of consciousness. It's just like tuning into a radio. Frequency. Yes. 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 And, and that uh, being able to apply your awareness and, and use one of the three, like frequency changes something as far as you wanting to elevate yourself to a higher consciousness. It allows you with that third piece to then see things in the mind's eye that you would have never seen three-dimensionally. And Yeah, because it's it's communication itself. Like we always talk about communication materialistically in the 3D, where as if like you need a microphone and it's like you've got to talk and somebody's got to listen. But the progression of the consciousness you start to understand that you can receive, but it's not communication the way that you've always done it to like gain materialistic knowledge. There's a deeper, way more rapid, like receiving through the doorway of the mind's eye. So the sun could like bombard you with, I mean, just a flood of knowing and information about uh, consciousness if you were on the right frequency and that would just be like one specific area to like tune that frequency into. And then you realize that there's other areas and then that's what you were talking about with the crick. Like you can turn, you can tune into like literal the everything source. That's, that's the perfection of the silence is and the stillness it keeps going. You keep tuning in deeper and deeper. But there's all kinds of entities on the way that I don't think, uh, certainly not in that, that we're mostly unaware of because of our level of frequency and the consciousness that we move around in all the time every day. When was the end of the Mayan calendar? Yeah, that was 2012. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, I brought that up because I watched somewhere. I don't know. It was an old episode of something. And this family was hardcore on 2012. And of course, the world did not end three-dimensionally. Right. But what started in 2008? What started in 2008? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm saying it could have been the end of something. Oh, absolutely. I'm saying uh, what we look in three dimension is like the earth lights were going to go out. Right. And the the bombs were going to go off and a meteorite was going to hit. I'm saying that those people were so intuitive that the end of the world does not mean necessarily Armageddon to what we always thought the view of Armageddon would be. But if you look at 2008, like what we're catapulting it into, I mean, it's, it's pretty much Armageddon all around us. Yeah. I've people that see are seeing more and the people are blind or blinding more. It's like complete revelation. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've seen, I've actually had that um, epiphany before specifically with the Mayan calendar in 2012. I mean, because it's like, well, how do, how do we know the world didn't end? Yeah. Like it, it, it could have been like just a tipping point where like, there's no going back now. Like, the ignorance is going one way, the consciousness is going another, and it, yes. it's annihilation. Yes, the beginning of the annihilation. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite movies, by the way, Annihilation. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. Oh, my God, if you haven't. It's, it's exactly what we just said. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a 2012? No, it's not 2012. It's... Um, it's it's an alien movie, um, but it's it's that concept of like the dome, you know, like uh, the alien that comes here and like sets up the dome. And so it's it's a really cool concept. And the dome is working as a prism. And so it's just like what we talk about, like in terms of... Um, like if you try to go find God and like shake his hand, like you're not, that doesn't work that way. He's not there. He's just everything. So there's like nothing to like pinpoint, but that's what's happening here. They go in and they try to find like the aliens, but there's nothing there. There's just this prismatic effect. Just the way like a prism um, separates light this prism is separating DNA and like mingling it. So it's this like complete creative chaos through this dome. And it's, it's creating this environment that. That's crazy. Cause like fast. 2012, you could say it was like the beginning of AI too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was only nine years ago. That was, dude, I if, mean, if you, if you have not seen that movie, it's it definitely got to be on a pretty high priority for you. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Um, what what I found interesting when I was watching those people as they were preparing, um, kind of how I look at things now, as though apocalyptic. You know, they were storing food, you know, training to hunt, which is what a lot of people do that live out of the city anyway which is not bad to know those kind of skills because i'm not saying it, it won't ever come to that but being able to see the writing on the wall that something possibly did end on in 2012 and start in 2012 just for the fear simple fact of you're seeing people pulled out of the matrix like you were pulled out of the matrix like it's the whole revelation of like what again three-dimensional opinions would say like flying out of cars like physically fly, flying into heaven but the rapture, people are yeah. having awakenings like you did all over and they post yeah. it like uh all of a sudden one day i woke up and i was in another dimension and i have no idea how that happened and there's like right. real stories that are happening more and more now i I don't know as far as the entire population, if that number is up, but it seems like over the last few years, maybe because we have information and you can tap into more people and, you know, social media does kind of do that. But you see stories that legitimate people 
like have had these awakenings and they have no idea how they popped into a another dimension which is what kind of what you do when you have an awakening there you rise above the you know three-dimensional thoughts and you're experience that fourth dimension for the first time and it's like bliss but people aren't even necessarily doing anything to get there i mean we've we've talked about that a little bit i mean we we're, i don't think we're we have no idea like i mean just eckhart tolle on oprah I mean, what kind of seeds we're planting? I mean, you always talk about that time in terms of like seeing it and getting excited because you knew the truth of Eckhart Tolle and you knew the reach of Oprah. But I mean, what's what's the longer term? Because I mean, I just found that out recently. So you got to see like how many and that's just one avenue. So you have like all these seeds planted out there. And I, I, I mean, the, the the clearest example for the two of us is, I mean, is the two of us. I mean, all you really did was just sit in it for long enough. Yeah. And it popped me out. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at everything else and so, you know, is it a brother thing? Is it like, because there's relation? I, I, I just don't necessarily believe that. I think it's just like a time and an energy and an attention thing. And I think I was just somebody in your life that got your time, your energy and your attention for long enough. And then it just happened. I mean, it took a really long damn time. I'm sorry, but it eventually happened. Yeah, it yeah it does have some. I've had other conversations with other people, and there is there, a lot of good questions are asked, but uh, there isn't a clear entry point to like go in like there was with you necessarily as far as trust. Yeah, it's a pretty deep trust that brothers have. That's hard just to. I mean, yeah. I mean, we talk about some pretty crazy stuff, so it's hard to, like, trust someone. Like, even if you met for a couple of years, like, okay. Like, it's it's a, it's a deep-seated thing. Like, just happened that day because there was, like, a certain doorway there. But that, that doorway is hard with other people because there's that – that's, like, a, a different kind of trust. It's kind of hard to explain. I don't know. No, I, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, there, I, I don't think it's a question that we can necessarily answer, but it, it's certainly possible that brothers does have something to do with it. That it's, it's definitely possible that, and it's exactly what you said. It's just trust, and it's, it's, it, it is hard to explain that trust, but it really just. And I think you can see it nowadays even more clearly. Like, it, I mean, if you're out in the world, like you're almost have to self-censor because everybody's so sensitive about everything everybody's saying all the time. But then if you have like a good, close family relationship, I mean, you, you know, you can just say anything. And even if it's completely retarded, like I'm not going to flip out on you. You know, you, you know, you just say at the green light to just say anything. And then you have the green light to just hear anything. But you don't get that that much these days from the way the world is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, 
what came to mind too is like with entities, like it's not like you get the opportunity too much because there's not too many people that have their being reach out the hand is normally the entity would steer them way clear of any kind of light force. So there's never even, you know, a conversation to be had. Right. I mean, there's never, I've heard some people that I wasn't directly talking to. I'm like, well, that's, that's an entity taking over that body, but it's not like a lot of people are raising their hands. (laughs) They're not, they're not, I mean, that's the whole purpose of the entity. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I don't know, but it's, I, I have been thinking that more and more recently, like, you know, specifically with you, specifically with me, and then who knows with like the power of together, like just in terms of spontaneous stuff happening. And all we're talking about is the possibility of more consciousness budding around us. And uh, I don't know, there's something building in my heart where I'm like, yeah, there's, I, I think that there, I think that the, the brother and the trust and that type of stuff certainly plays a part, but I think that there could also be like just a, 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 along the Holy Trinity line again, there could just be like a time attention and um, compassion for the people around you. And it just wears them down over time. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how that country singer sang Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> it's like yeah, such a yeah. weird thing. I yeah. mean, it was, it's like, it's like a rapper deciding to sing heavy metal because it was going to be synchronistic. Yeah. Like it just didn't, uh, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, it made perfect sense, but. Right. Yeah, it's um that's what I what I was trying to say before is I that's where I really feel like in, in terms of frequency, I mean it doesn't get more frequency than like music playing, but I yep. mean it, it I I get that a lot like the I got it today. Um there was a song I'm like I can't believe this song's happening right now. Um it's a great feeling. I mean it, it it's just like what you said with uh the bird it it does feel like the interaction is there just for you and then i mean you explained it beautifully i mean that's that's exactly what's happening the universe is having a interaction that's just for you i mean it's a beautiful thing it it really is it's just coming to the, the level of consciousness where um you understand that and when they dip into the subconscious mind and they start seeing these people having these experiences, they, they understand oneness, but something about the place we're in that it's just this slow wake up to understand who we truly are to understand. Like we're like creators too. And it's like hard conceptually to like wrap your brain around it because it's not something that's ever supposed to be wrapped around. It's just supposed to be experienced. It's, you know, 
day by day discovering who you are is like this never ending yellow brick road. Oh. 